your story and then okay. then you you said uh i'm doing it i'm doing something the stroke this this something and it's amazing what you're doing so uh, uh tell me uh, i'm emily Anna, and i okay. live in bangor maine um i had my massive stroke at 28 years old i was a dell um manager and i was very under a lot of pressure and um uh i had gone to the red sox game with my dad my brother the day before got home and um i was fine but that morning on my stroke on june 22nd 2009 um my grandmother also lost her best friend so i got up in the morning and um i went to my grandmother because they always checked on each other because they were 80 and they would call each other to make sure you know that they were fine at night and so I was going to check on her that morning and um i went to work after and i told her that after work i would be back to her and we would have dinner together and did, um did you uh, hang on I, i'm sorry but did you have um did you have headaches or anything nothing, like that no oh. no symptoms nothing oh. um, I yeah. remember cooking dinner, and I was cooking steak, and um, <laughs> my family is steak and potatoes. <laughs> so um, I was cooking, and I remember feeling really tight in my face, and so I went to the bathroom to see if I could see anything. I looked the same, so I said, Emily, you know, in my head, you're fine. I don't know why you're in this way. And so um, I went, I was starting to go back to the table. It was like probably 20 feet. And my knees went weak. And really? I didn't know if I was going to make it back to the table. But I oh my God. It back to the table. I sat down. And it was like a lightning bolt hit my body from my shoulder, um, starting at my neck, all the way down to my foot. Oh, and uh, it was just me and my grandmother, and she was 80, so she was with me, and I was getting sick, so she know how close my brother and I have always had a connection. And so she is like, do you want me to call my one? But at that time, I couldn't respond to her. And so oh she God. called my brother. And my brother was there within five minutes. So really? opened the door. And um, he took one step at me. I want, you know, one look at me. And he knew something was seriously wrong. And... Um, so then, uh, thank goodness that his fiance was with him, and her name is Heather, and she was able to run to the bathroom because he couldn't walk any closer to me. He didn't know what to do. It was like he shut down. And um, so she went to the bathroom, got a cool cloth, put it on my head and um, she held my head back so my airway remained open and they called my dad because they didn't I mean I was 28 so they didn't think that it would be a stroke yeah and right I remember right. looking at my dad when he got there in five minutes um and he um, said, Emily, look at me. And I was looking at him, but he couldn't tell that I was looking at him because my eyes were so dark. 
and um, he said that um, I could not look at him, that even though I could see him, I was trying to prove that I was looking at him. And so he, they called 911, and because my brother had shut down, he had told him to go up by the end of the driveway, so 911 would know where they were. Well, we had an immediate response because I was 28 and it sounded like yeah. stroke symptoms. There were a lot of people there for a rescue. Yeah. Um, it came in and my camp is only so big. So my dad asked some of them to leave so they could load me as quickly as possible. And um, they got me into the ambulance. I remember, and then I remember a, I have glimpses of memory of when they put me in the ambulance, and then when I was gasping for air, they were manually pumping my lungs, and I only had five miles to make it, but it really, she was like, Emily, you need to look in my eyes because it was actually Heather's, uh, my brother's fiance's cousin that was the paramedic. So she was like, Emily, just look in my eyes. You're gonna be okay, just keep breathing. And um, I remember just gasping, like I thinking to myself, this is it. This is, I'm gone. And so, um, while I was on the ambulance, my dad is a funeral doctor, and he works with all the doctors for death certificates and um, knows all the doctors very well. Well, he called one of the doctors that had always been very close to my dad, and he talked to him, and he said, I want you to be the one working on my daughter. And um, oh, wow. that doctor had just gotten out of the ER, but he ran from his bed to the hospital, and he was actually there before the ambulance got there. So wow. as soon as I got there, they already knew what was going on, that I needed a respirator right away. So I remember being very combative. Um, and this doctor always wears a bow tie. So that was in my memory. <laughs> that, you know, his bow tie, and so I knew it was him. And so, so um, were you able to, to speak or not? Oh, no. I lost my, uh, all of my speak. Um, um, I'd say when that electric shock happened. Oh my God. It was like my yeah. body just decided to shut down because the brainstem where I had the stroke, um, is oxygen and your vision. And, um, it's like the, say a motherboard on a computer. That's what your brainstem is to your body. Yep. Yep. And okay. so um, the doctor went out to see my family, and he looked at my mom, he looked at my dad, he looked at my brother, and he said, we need to get her to Bangor because we do not have equipment here. And then he took their hands, and he said, we are dealing with your daughter being very sick. She's a yeah. little girl. Wow. So um, I then heard that life flight was called, and yep. uh, the chopper in Bangor was down, so they had to oh, call yeah. Lewiston to come. Oh, my God. So that took another 30 minutes um, from oh. Lewiston to Dover. So mm -hmm. it was... About an hour for them to switch their hospital equipment to Life Flight, 
And then my parents saw me take off. And then they oh. were told that um, it would be eight minutes closing of the doors um, and opening the doors in Bangor. Well, yeah. in that eight minutes, I died twice. Oh, my God. And oh my, God. my parents um, couldn't get to Bangor quick enough. So my mom called one of my best friends, and she was at the hospital um, before um, I was. And because it, it was actually longer than eight minutes because of all the, you know, all the issues and problems. Yeah. And um, so she got the news first, but I was not going to make it. So uh, you were in the, um, what's that called? The uh, airplane, not the airplane, the ho ho helicopter. Yep, the Chopper. Light plane. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you, uh, you, um, the helicopter, uh, was, uh, in, uh, the, they, uh, they helped you in the hospital? No, in the, uh, helicopter? Yes, they could, um, they brought me back to life twice. So the helicopter, oh my God. <laughs> so I got to the ER, and they laid my body on ice. Oh, my God. Because my dad, they thought I was going to harvest my organs. You were just, oh, you were, thank God, thank, you're here. My God, that's amazing. Holy oh, yeah. cow. There's um, all kinds of miracles with my story. Yeah, it's a, and it's this amazing. is actually the first time that I am live telling my story. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank um, you. I was isolated. Well, I'll get to that part. But um, then what happened was um, they thought they were going to harvest my organs, but my body was actually fighting more than they thought um, my body yeah. could fight. And I had no brain activity. Um, nothing. Machines were telling the doctors nothing. I had five different neurologists looking at my CAT scan and said they told my parents that they had never seen it before and that there was no way I was going to make it. And my dad said, well, I'm a percentage kind of guy. Can you give me a <laughs> of what she's going to do? And they looked at him and said, uh, maybe 1%. Wow. 1%. 1%. So oh my God. they put me in ICU after 12 hours. And I had ministers wishing me to heaven. And a safe way to heaven. Um, I was, uh, it was a long three days for my family. And I can't imagine everything and emotions they went through. Um, my brother sat by my side for three days. He didn't go anywhere. Really? And, no. He had so he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, huh? He's my hero. Yeah, he's your hero. Yeah. He's your hero. Well, um, um, I like to eventually. I like to, you know, shake his hand. <laughs> I would love to meet you in person. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, I was laying um in induced comas because they did not want my brain to work at all and they did not want my family to touch me because any sensation would cause more stress on my body so it was hard for my family not to touch me yeah. and thinking well she's gonna die so can i touch her you know and they were very adamant that 
They did not want anyone to touch me. The nurses were very protective over me. Told my family I needed so much sleep that they had me. um, Maybe I could see my family for five to ten minutes at a time. And that was like maybe four or five times a day. Wow. But my brother would not go anywhere. And I was stuck in my body. So I got to hear him go through um, so many different emotions. And um, it was really, really hard. Because I was, um, by that time, I was paralyzed from my neck down. And I couldn't respond to him. And it was very difficult because I remember when I was stuck in the dark talking to God, I wanted to prove that I was there, but I was so paralyzed that I couldn't move. I couldn't even move my eyelids. So then um, what happened was I remember a really, really huge bright light in front of me. And it was bright. Really? Probably the brightest light I've ever seen in my life. And where my I am called the dragonfly girl. And (laughs) I love dragonflies. They're all over my house. But yeah. I don't remember seeing angels. I remember seeing dragonflies everywhere. Really? And they weren't <laughs> like, they weren't, they're black bodies and they have like the iridescent wings where you can kind of like see through the wings. And they were everywhere. I really? took care of my grandfather for two years and he died. and um he came to me while i was having problems wow yeah emily got to fight emily got to fight and i just remember feeling so emotional so helpless and so um he taught me how to say i love you in sign language (laughs) and he taught me how to fight in my fight, yep. So, uh, <laughs> when I had a minister finally wish for a miracle, um, I remember the next times that I saw my family, they said, Emily, they're thinking about I'm hugging you. And I think that they wanted to see what kind of reaction I would do. And they had no faith, no hope, no nothing. So that's why this message is so important to me to help um, fight at those times. Um, Because I remember my brother holding my hand and saying, Emily, they really are talking about unhooking un- you. I need you to tell me that you're there. I need you to do something. Yeah. And I remember trying and trying and trying. And on that third time, I wiggled my pinky. Oh, my God. And my brother, my brother started crying. And my, my daughter knew what had happened. And so he went to go get a doctor. The doctor said a lot can happen when you want it to. And yeah, my dad got so angry and so upset at that doctor that he would not come and look at me one last time. And so the doctor oh came in and he, he my brother said, Emily, you can be so stubborn. And you can be the stubbornest person I know. You better tell him that you're there. And so <laughs> um, the doctor asked twice, and I was thinking, 
to myself, oh my gosh, I just wiggled his pinky. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have any energy to even do anything else. Exactly. And so I got so, so I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, Emily, this is your last chance. You got to prove that you are there. And so he came to my side and I heard my brother's voice saying, you need to squeeze his hand. Tell him you are there. Okay. And so I tried three times and I thought, okay, you're not going to believe my family. Um, I'm going to be unplugged. And you know, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but he tried one last time, that fourth time, and I wiggled his pinky. Four times. Yes. Four times. Yes. Wow. Um, my brother, my dad, my mom, just in tears, they were, I could hear them crying, and... So that doctor, um, I remember going back to sleep, and I don't know exactly when he called the speech therapist, but he called the speech therapist and he said, I know this is a Saturday, but I have a young girl in this emergency room that you need to see. And so... She and I are very close to this day, but she mm. came in the ER, well, ICU, and um, looked at me and thought, oh my gosh, like, like where do I even begin? But yeah. when she came and talked to me and started talking, my, I do remember my eyes being open. And we locked eyes, so she knew I was there. She knew your, I had fight in my eyes. Yeah, your eyes were, were, yeah, like, like, uh, two eyes. Your, your, uh, and your were we fixed. Were locked, that, like, yeah. yeah. That we, like, we. I need you to help me. Exactly. <laughs> help. That's a good. Hey, help me, man. Help me. <laughs> That's right. It was like, oh, my gosh. So yeah. um, I remember her trying to do everything to get me to respond, to communicate. Yeah. But I couldn't. Yeah. Because I was so paralyzed. I couldn't move anything. I couldn't say anything. Um, but you, that, you... Then later I forgot to say that when um they knew that I couldn't stand to have the vent in my mouth, it was driving me crazy. Oh my god! So um they put a trach in my in my neck. Yeah. It was a eight diameter, and um I thought, oh my gosh, a twenty eight this trach. Can you imagine? Like, I know. This thing, but now you know it's in my battle wound, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think it's beautiful, even though I see it in there every day. Yeah, um, so you, you had a uh, um, fight, fight. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, my fight was big. This is going to be my my fight, man. Oh. Yep, and um, so what happened then was Jenny had run out of options of what she could do. She knew mm-hmm. that I was in my body and I was communicating with flashcards, but she needed my body to be able to communicate. So, and it, they have, it, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, you, you had, uh, what do you do? Like you're, my body was not my body. Could you? It's the only like, thing uh, I could do is talk to God. Seriously. Yeah. So you you can 
you were uh, mad, you were, you were happy, you were, you were, um, oh, like, I have um, so many emotions. Exactly. And at the same time, it was so touching for me because when I woke up, well, when I could open my eyes, I saw that everyone had a bracelet like yours. It said, um, Emmy Lou, and then it has my motto on the other side that my brother did, um, hope, faith, believe. I totally believe in my motto every day. I work my motto every day. So then, um, what happened was he probably made three orders of those bracelets. And to see those bracelets on the doctors, the nurses, everyone, I knew that there was a power of prayer that was bigger than I could even imagine. Okay. Excuse me. And so then my mom is a kindergarten teacher. And she came up with the idea of me trying a magnet girl. It's one of those things that you can like draw on, like with like a little child, you know, and then yep. they yep. erase it. Exactly. Um, so I had to learn with my left hand. Um, Johnny would guide my hands so I can make at least big letters, and that's how I had to start. To start communicate. That's the only way. It was hard, really hard. Oh, and you, yep. So my brother using the manual too was my best communicator. He knew what I was saying when he would see letters, you know, and they would have to follow me really hard to remember like to um remember all the letters that i had previously said to understand what i was trying to say yeah yeah, it was really frustrating um and really um but i knew that i couldn't get angry and give up because i had come this far i needed to keep fighting Okay. Yeah. And um, then um, uh, I think it was around six weeks. Um, I went to the acute rehab, and um, because of my jaw being paralyzed. They tried the Botox to see if it would give me more elasticity in my face. I can mm-hmm. talk. Um, so uh, the Botox helped me eat and talk, um, open my jaw, because mm. that cranial thigh had died. Wow, it's, it's in my face. Wow. You have Twelve nerves on each side of your face. Okay. Um. So my five had died, and I knew that eight and nine um, to my eye also was um, damaged. And later on, I found out more, and I'll get to that part. But um, <laughs> the stroke, the kind of stroke I had, there's no research, no nothing, mm. because. There's not survivors. Wow. The kind of stroke I had was um, 6% is global that survived from the brainstem. <laughs> a central brainstem, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 10 years ago. Um, and the um, eight and a half years, it took me to even find any research. Um, even the doctors, every single one of those doctors told me, I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> uh, so, um, I didn't have any answers. So they were trying to figure out why I had this kind of stroke. 
Wow. It was anxiety and my blood pressure. So, um, do you do maybe there's somebody uh, having uh, a doctor or maybe um, somebody doing what you had, you know, um, somebody somewhere because there are doctors like a lot of million of doctors. So maybe there's a something you can do, I can do to help. Hey, where are the doctor who, who getting this? Because I can, okay. you know. Um, oh, definitely. And yeah. um, my story um, has grown. But ever since uh, when I was in acute rehab in the gym, that's when my family really knew I was going to do everything I could to fight this. I okay. had a catheter for nine months. Oh, my God. And I had to do every sort of gym with that catheter. It was mm. miserable. Oh, my God. So, anyway, my dad and my mom and my brother, they all knew that um, I was going to fight this. And okay. it has been... Um, hard in New England because there's no awareness and well I can't say no it's starting um and New England is more um it takes longer for New England to get anything <laughs> yep <laughs> so you know, I'm in Maine and so it's <laughs> more and yep. so um I was isolated like for eight and a half years. I, eight and a half years. Yeah. Ugh. It was a lonely road. Exactly. I know. Road. So eight and a half years hearing eight. no, I don't know, from all kinds of doctors, um, you know, specialists. Um, I was getting to be in a really dark place. So tell me about that, about the dark place for I you. Oh, it, I know it's it's hard. Me too. But if you don't, I, I understand. But, no, no, um, Mike. I want to be real and raw. Like I say on my videos, I yeah. am opening to the world because I'm ready. Yeah. It's 10 years in June, and I want to save anybody I can. I want exactly. to say to everybody, you are not alone. Uh, yep. There is plenty of us survivors out here that want to help. Um, exactly. We need to reach out. Reach out and we will find you. Exactly. And um, so, you know, my family has been really good because for eight and a half years, I only had my family and my best friends. And being my best friend, you hear of um, friends leaving survivors, you know? You hear about it all the time, but she never left my side. And um, she is the best friend. And um, I was in a very dark place, but I had PTSD, I had massive uh, anxiety. Um, I just didn't, I just wanted to give up. I just, I felt like I was getting nowhere. Yeah. Like, what am I fighting this for? No one has any answers for me. And then that's really when I started my research that I had to save myself. Yep. So I looked on the computer, I looked everywhere, and I actually found a girl that was in the United <clears throat> in the United Kingdom. Okay. And her name is Michelle Munn, and she has a support group that is um, on Facebook, and she's also a really hot blogger. And wow. So there I, is a, there is a somebody that you can talk to. Oh my gosh, yeah, finally, 
I have all these people that want to talk to me after our years of having no one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have, you have the, the energy, you have the passion, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's, I, I know it's been hard for a lot of time, but, uh, you still got it, you know, you still. Oh, oh yes. My spirit yeah. and energy, um, with my personality, I don't think it will ever die. <laughs> Definitely. Now, um, <laughs> I can be humorous. I can be funny. Um, you know, and sometimes that is the best medicine is to laugh. Yeah. And some another um, best medicine is just a real hug. You know, mm -hmm. and finally, um, I was in that dark place where she was kind of and she and I could open up to each other and um start to heal start to really heal the, the from you pull everything out of your soul that's dark and I really did some soul searching some soul searching okay and it was kind of like what do you desire in life, you know? And so, uh, help, tell me, uh, what, uh, uh, is it a year or is it two years? How, how, uh, how did you start talking with this, uh, this girl? How, like, how long ago? Um, it was, uh, I think it will be a year, um, okay. in February. Okay. And okay. in, March of last year, she was going away for vacation, and she asked me to watch over the group while she was gone. Hmm. And I, when she came home, I didn't even want to go out of the group because I felt like it was a person hmm. for me. Yeah, okay. You know, to start living, to start start talking. Okay. And um, so we grew the group together. To, I think it was 3,800. I was on TBI Rodeo. Wow. 3,800 people are in that group. Wow. So the uh, whole country, what's the group? Is it... Uh... Oh my gosh, it's global. It's I she started it in the United Kingdom, but there's yeah. a lot of Americans that are in the group. Wow. And, um, I think the last time I saw her and her group, well, I'm still in the group. Um, she has grown it to I think 4,300. 4,300 people. Yeah. That's and I started being, you know, like positivity is definitely a one thing that can really help too but i understand when you're in that dark place you don't want to be positive but it really really helps you to be positive yeah to see past your accident to see past your stroke or tbi or whatever um yeah so um she and I did a lot of healing, a lot of talking, but I knew that I wanted to do something different with okay. a group. And um, I grew a friendship, and um, she is very special to me. I'm very thankful for um, Francis the Trump. Um, she is also an author, and she runs Keys to Confession. Um, she is almost sometimes to me too good to be true, because it's like um, our friendship grew so much, and our connection, but it's like you don't see the kindness that she offered, you know? Um, you don't see yeah. that anymore. And um, I have started Emily's Corner. Yeah, tell me about that. 
it's really important for all of us to open up together. Yeah. And yes, I am the leader. I have the light for everyone. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have healed quite um, a lot. I have 100% on my left side. And yeah. then in July, I started to get my right arm. And you then, did, huh? Um, it's going, it's, uh, I know. Yeah. It's, it's coming, though. Keep doing it. Yeah, so it's, I can uh, stand up by yeah. myself, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm starting to dance because, you know, yeah. you have yeah. to do those things. Yeah. I'll get you. We'll, we'll, uh, I, uh, there's a bike for you eventually. Oh, you wow. know? I'm so excited. When I can finally get that bike and yeah. go on a strike, um, yeah. I am like so excited about that. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I like a jail in my, my own home. You know? Exactly. We love it. We love the, but the bike is, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does offer you a lot of freedom. A lot, exactly. a lot more than what we have had in our um, time of yep. getting better, but in our recovery. Exactly. So, um, I, my heart is huge for survivors, and I have so much compassion. And yeah. I will try anything to understand where you are. Um, even if you have speech issues, I had speech issues. Um, you know, I still have them because of my job, you know, uh, and, um, uh, I am doing a podcast on Emily's Corner. Yeah. And, so tell um, about that. I have probably six episodes and they're all my doctors they're all behind me i have two of my doctors i'm really I, close I, with that i've, listened, I'm I've sorry? listened to them all i've listened to them all yeah i've listened to them all keep on keep on coming you know oh oh, oh. i'm gonna do my doctors and then i'm coming for survivors exactly I want their stories yeah. and they're them to feel their worth again. That is exactly. Yeah. And okay. So um, I will continue to do that on Emily's corner. I have been taking liquid vitamins. Um. Also, they are wonderful for your brain. Um. They give your brain what it needs. It's like feed your brain, um, all the vitamins, everything that you need. Uh, and yeah. I have seen so many changes with myself, like my memory, like my doctor, I was all freaked out. because I thought my doctor was going to tell me when I saw her yesterday that she wasn't going to be my doctor anymore. There it goes, my anxiety. <laughs> but she oh. never told me that. But I had that memory, Mike, of that dream. That means that I was uh, um, in REM sleep. Okay. And a stroke like mine, you don't get a lot of REM sleep. So years, I have fought insomnia. It's been- Really? Years. Oh, yes. That. Really? And the um, vitamin, the I- I can tell you that I'm sleeping. My um, focus is on. Uh, my concentration is on. Um, it's just so many changes that my doctor, when I left her yesterday, she said that she was very, very impressed. I got off really? three meds yesterday. Um, my blood pressure is low compared to what I usually run. <laughs> yeah, and okay. Um, it's thinking that within another three months, I will be increased, um, decreased, I mean, to my blood pressure. Then. 
Um, so, so what is it that uh, that uh, or like uh, so it's tell me like uh, buy it uh, or something like where do you gotta put them? Where do you uh, get them? You can um, get them off of Emily's Corner um, under Emily? my products. Um, I also um, sell. We sell them, and um, I would like for you to be my first affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Sure. And I've never had an affiliate before, so you will be the first on Emily's Corner, and okay. um, you, you know, um, but it's so big to me that these vitamins can help with the brain. And, oh, God, yeah. And I can't tell survivors to drink enough water, because when you drink yeah. enough water and your brain is hydrated enough, you feel yeah. like you're on top of the moon. Yeah, that's true. And every morning before I even drink coffee, I drink a glass of water. Okay. So then that um, hydrates my brain even more. Oh. So then I can enjoy my coffee and um, <laughs> then I keep my water going. But I okay. can be enough because my doctor said that she knows I've done a 360 in a year. And okay. um, I'm walking, trying to walk. Uh, that is uh, going to be my goal forever. Um, yeah. When I had my stroke, it hit my cerebellum also. So, so balance is a huge thing for me. Uh, yes, me too. If I walk, I, <laughs> you know, I walk. Yeah, I tell you, that's the same thing. The yeah. same thing. So I was pretty much in my chair. Uh, wheelchair all the time um, oh. but now I'm trying to do as much as I can um, to get out of this chair I will yeah. get out uh, someday <laughs> maybe yeah, not all right. time, but it's, it's gonna happen yeah 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 and, um, there's hope faith believe and all you do so you yeah I'm gonna do it yeah I got a, I got a hand. I got a, on my arm. So I'll, uh, thank you. I'll do it. Then I, uh, you're are doing also. So I gotta help. I gotta do that too. You know, my, this arm is like uh, stiff. There, you know. And so, maybe, uh, that's maybe. another thing that I can talk about is, um, in my recovery, <laughs> oils, DoTerra, were huge. Because, really? Yes. Because um, they can help with pain. They can help with sleep. They can help with detoxing your body. Um, a lot of things. And okay. I learned um, how to heal my own open wound from edema or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Or I don't have to go to the wound clinic anymore because I feel wow. myself and yep. a lot of people are um are impressed when I tell them that in my home there is no over-counter drug it's just oil I make everything for myself um like if I have the flu or the cold um I take oil really yes like I was, I talked to you this morning and I was really congested and okay. I turned on my diffuser and then I ran peppermint because it helps with your respiratory. Really? Yes. Hmm. So, um, every morning when I'm getting up right now, cause the trees are finally opening here in Maine. <laughs> um, yeah, I know Maine, man, you guys. It's sunny and it's sunny and uh, maybe fifty, maybe sixty degrees. <laughs> and You're here. right. We just yeah. left our snow on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, in the in the uh, in the spring, I'll come and see you. <laughs> yes, yes, I will be uh, looking forward to that day. Yeah. But not the uh, not the uh, snow. I 
no, wait, no. A, wait a while. <laughs> they, that snow can uh, come back in a year. Yeah, right. Sunshine, right. And, you know. Um, I saw a sunset mm -hmm. last night, and the sky always excuses me, and I was like, "That's our message. That it's all here. That our spring is gonna be beautiful." Yeah. All right. Yeah. And yeah. um, so yeah, my oils have been huge. A lot of people think, like, "How are you gonna take care of my pain when I'm on?" 80 milligrams of oxycontin. Well, I can tell you that a medication will take two hours maybe to work. And my oils, if you mix them right and I tell you what to do, um, it will take your pain away in like 20 minutes. Not minutes. Oh my God, really? In 20 seconds. Because it hit. And every morning to um, boost my cell, I put in um, Epsom salt, magnesium salt, and a lemongrass because it helps swelling. Cypress mm -hmm. is to help circulation. Peppermint is good for so many things. But peppermint mm -hmm. in my feet uh, soap is for feet. And it goes up your body. I know it sounds crazy, but that's how I get rid of my pain. And I deal with a lot of chronic pain. Wow. Because wow. you got two things. My right side that's coming, um, your body is all made of nerves. And so yeah. my nerves are regenerating. When I had my stroke, they all died. Yep. So they have to regrow. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so many people that I talk to, I have not found one person that has regenerating nerves like mine. Wow. Keep up. Keep up. Keeping up. Keep up the uh, progress. Oh, I, you know? I, I will never give up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I did say I was going to give up in those black, awful days, but mm -hmm. then. I got out of those, and I know now that I'm so much further than where I was, so mm -hmm. I keep going. Mm. God bless you. God bless you. Oh. Well, God bless you, too. <laughs> You're an awesome guy, you know? Well, yes. And as yes, I told well. you, um, I meet a lot of males out there, and... Um, well, survivors, and you are the most inspiring male I've ever met. <laughs> well, you too. You too. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Thank you. But I really mean it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you find women that are letters, um, yeah. but you have compassion. You have passion to help others. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I did want to mention that because that is huge. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, you got the uh, uh, eight, uh, this, uh, you got uh, the uh, Oh, uh, this week, I actually, I learned in one of my podcasts that haven't been released yet that um, your eye takes six cranial nerves to run so in those six that take to run your eye three of my die mm -hmm. so um on thursday i will have eye surgery and i get um kind of a vision is a lot to do with the brainstem so, um, I have a hole in my eye that the doctor will scrape, and then I have two shots in my eyes for healing. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my that's God. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. But I had this happen eight years ago, and I had to go to a specialist. Um, but I'm never scared. I have faced so much that 
I'm not scared of anything, you know? I might be yeah. scared of that Botox shot every uh, 98, 90 days, you know? Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's 12, like, uh, it's 12 gauge needle, so it's huge. Yeah. And it goes I, uh, to my it. jaw right here where your jaw and yeah he takes it and in between the bones he goes in with the botox and yeah. turns a needle clockwise because it can't come yeah. out because um then it would lose like the cartilage that he's trying to fill in there oh my god uh, botox i get my arms but i oh, never I knew my feet yeah yeah but uh never my face my god that's uh hurts they gotta hurt <laughs> I, gotta... Well, I think regardless it hurts anywhere yeah so. but face yeah you, do you have yours every 90 days no it's like uh once in uh seven no eight no ten ten months ten months and uh i need to go it again it's been time you know yeah. it's been time. yeah it lasts yeah. only only so long oh yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. you on the trite man you are amazing <laughs> and well um i will send you lemongrass because your muscles have to be sore <laughs> yeah and lemongrass it, also helps with achy muscles exactly but you the bike the bike gets you gets you going the you 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 would you would uh if they uh if they if you get if you get it and uh they got better because your muscles mm -hmm. your legs you are, got to have my muscles creating exactly and my exactly. physical therapist um on yep. my podcast will tell you that um i it was actually right before Christmas, he um, told me, Emily, you know, the sky is your limit. Yes. And he's right. You know, yep. um, the, you get a bike. the limit, though, your mind is. Exactly. Your mind is very important. Um, yep. But uh, he was able to tell me before Christmas, and that Christmas, I had the biggest gift was that I felt all my reflexes on my body mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. first time in nine years. That's amazing, amazing. And I could tell him where he was on my body and um, he was blown away. That's amazing. You yeah. Know, there's a God, there's a something about there and you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's amazing. That's all God I'm gonna might, say. God might have not touched somebody yet, but he will. Yeah. Everyone exactly. has a gift. You just exactly. have to find it. You really do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I do know that my purpose is what I'm doing. I feel yep. comfortable that's and I feel that's where I am needed. And yep. I want to help all that I can. It's uh, you said it perfectly. Uh, that's uh, you know, you're you're going to help the your life, and you're helping life. Uh, you, helping, helping, helping. That's uh, yes. It's it's amazing. I um gave my doctor yesterday some of my business cards, and she took like fifty of them. Because <laughs> I told her that if there's anybody for patients that come to her with brain injury, please send them to me because you know I yeah I would have been touched if I had somebody to reach out to when I had my stroke and I had to go home. Yep, exactly. When you go home, there is no medical people. There is no people that know anything. You yep. know because. Yes, you love your family. Yes, your family is there for you. And yep. yes, your family will do anything. But they don't know your soul. 
Exactly. 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 Only you and your uh, friend, you got, uh, what I say is you got to get your friends, the, you know, the new friends, the new right. friends. Yes, you and know? in Emily's Corner, there's Emily's Army. And I can tell you that all of those five people I have picked in Emily's Corner support group for a yep. special reason. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Well, um, thank you for everything, you know. Oh, definitely.